Welcome to a very special edition of Come On You Reds, I am Gareth Wheeler. Now, why is this such a special edition? Well, not only do I have a, have a couple first timers on the Come On You Reds podcast, mm, yes. and we're what? We're right around 160, so it's about time that we did this. <laughs> but also, there's a story to be told. I'd like to call it Project Pozuelo, but we haven't got the rights to that description as of yet, but maybe after this podcast, we'll put that pen to paper. It is the president of Toronto FC, Bill Manning, and the general manager, Ali Curtis, joining us this week. How are both of you doing? It's nice to see you both in the same room yes. together yes. with me. It's rare sometimes. Good to be in Toronto. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Welcome, welcome to my office. Thank you very much. It's actually an upgrade to where we usually do the podcast. In closets, in hallways, wherever they'll take Whatever us. Whatever it takes, right? Uh, we have quite the story to tell. And there's it's, it's a story that we've wanted to tell for quite some time with the arrival of the new designated player, Alejandro Pozuelo, who will be joining Toronto FC in a matter of days. Uh, both of you are on the record as saying that this is one of the most interesting, one of the most difficult transfers that you've ever been a part of. So what better venue, what better way to tell that story than us just having a conversation about yeah. it today. Uh, before we get into some of the details, how it played out, why things played out the way they did, I mean, you two, your relationship has really just grown on the fly here. Ollie, you've been <laughs> here for what, just two plus months now, and you two have spent a lot of time together in a very intimate way in terms of all the dealings around this. How's that come together? What's this dynamic been like? Oh, no, it's been it's been great. You know, I've known Ollie uh, a long time, but having a chance to work on a daily basis, and it's rare a day, a day goes by that, that at least we don't have a text back and forth or something. Um, and and the camaraderie is really good and really strong. We're both competitive. We both want to win, and we can laugh. You know, it's one of the things we said. You know, <laughs> sometimes you just kind of you pull back and you laugh at a situation. Um, but I think both of us, you know, we like to analyze and then come up. Okay, what's the best way forward? Um, and sometimes it's Ollie's idea, sometimes it's my idea, and then we just we just you know go forward. I think this case with with Pozo was at the end of the day. We got the deal done and that was you know when we first went into this we we were like this is the guy we got to get and through all the um changes and all the roadblocks that were put up and and the time spent on it uh we got our guy right you know and i think so at the end of the day i think we're really proud and and happy about that and really looking forward to his contributions you know not just this season but in the ensuing seasons um, 2020, 21, 22, we think this is a guy uh, that, that will be an integral part of a team that can win championships. You think, and you obviously knew one another before you got into this role, but I guess you really get to know what each other are all about from a business perspective, mm -hmm. especially when you're dealing with such a del delicate and difficult transfer right from the get-go, Ollie. Yeah, I'll let Ollie take that. Him and Garth were joking about me all weekend. <laughs> <laughs> he, texted, uh, he texted me. That's how they bonded. Yeah, right? it no, it was, uh, it's, it's been great. You know, I think that it's, uh, you know, anytime you're working on a, on a really big transaction, signing a new designated player, one designated player leaving one doesn't player that we're trying to get um, when you think about the time constraints um, you think about our, our season that's upcoming um, it was you know there was a lot of intensity to uh, to this deal uh, very very complex um, you know in my time I think 
maybe one other player in MLS has ever been acquired via a, a release clause, and uh, that was complicated, and, and this was 10 times as complicated. So working with Bill over the last month and a half, two months, um, I think has been great. Um, I think uh, we have the same, um, we're aligned in terms of our core principles and, and, and kind of how we see things. We both want to win. Um, we want to do that in the right way. Um, and this was just a very, very intense deal um, across, uh, you know, oceans. Um, and we did what, what was needed to, uh, to get the deal done. We'll, we'll get into, you could be our Belgium insider now as well, based <laughs> on your, your travel there. At one point, Ali says, I think I have to stay. And I'm like, yeah, you got to stay. Yeah, 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 <laughs> and literally, we didn't book the return flight. You know, he, he missed the flight. And we just said, we'll, we'll book it when we need to. And, and it just showed you his commitment to getting the deal done. Okay, so let's walk through some of the ins and outs. There's been so much written and so many rumors spread that I think we'll all learn something here in terms of fact versus fiction. Uh, obviously, at the end of January, that's where we're looking at, where that third designated player spot opened up. But, Bill, it sounds like the club had their eye on Pozuelo for quite some time before that, always understanding that if there's a need to react, you need to be ready. Yeah, there is... There's roughly a dozen or so players that that we kind of have on a list as we go forward because we knew 2019 was going to be um, the contract year for the three big DPs that we had, um, and and Poza was on that that list. And so there's a level of scouting and a level of research that is done. Um, where it really got heightened was mid January or so when the discussions with Sebastian weren't um, going as we would have liked, right? And it's funny, I sent kind of a, I spent, uh, I think it was the weekend, just kind of noodling around Scout and some different uh, platforms that we look at and, and some of the players. And I remember really focusing on Alejandro and I shot a, it's either a text or an email to Jack and Ollie and Greg and I said, hey, I really like this Pozo and Greg Vanny right away sent back I love him too and then Jack's like yeah we've done a lot of research on this and it was kind of an innocuous and then Ollie's note back to me is let me look you know because he, he wasn't familiar yet with that we had done some scouting on him and that kind of started a, a snowball effect um, and then Ollie and I went out to California to meet with um, Sebastian's agent uh, Andrea D'Amico and you know, kind of a last ditch effort to try to get that deal done. And we, we didn't, you know, we made kind of a, what, what I thought was an increased offer and, and a real effort to sign him, but it didn't, uh, uh, didn't go anywhere. And then that next week, we kind of said, okay, if this isn't going to go down with Sebastian, we need to go after. And then Ali, by that point, had come back and said, I really like this guy. I remember his text said, I really like this guy. And then we kind of all aligned. And there was a, a number of other players, uh, a high-profile player in Mexico, some other players that we liked. Um, but it was like, okay, when we kind of put our heads together, it was like, this is the guy. Um, and so you then start through kind of, you know, people that we all know in, in the business and so on, and you make some connections, and you just kind of say, okay, what's his status? And this was as that last week of the – Jovenko, um, either, you know, will he come down on his demands or will we find this transfer, which, you know, we had had clubs come after us um, seeking a transfer. And 
Um, some feedback we got was was he has a release clause and and there's interest. And so that kind of said to ourselves, okay, that's good to know because this is a guy we really like. And if this doesn't happen with Sebastian, um, we have an alternative. And when then we the Sebastian um, transfer really came in that week. I think it was the last week of January or so. I think it was made of public January 30th. So yeah, right so at it was, the end it was of the kind month. of like la that last week of January, and I think it was a, a Wednesday night. So I was actually out at dinner with the commissioner of the CFL, believe it or not, when we we finalized this transaction and. It's just different mechanisms, right? How you acquire players, and and another club had had uh, Pozo on their list, and so then we had to go. And that's through a that. discovery list. We had right? to go through that obstacle, and and Ali and I worked hard on that, and we uh, were able then to then move forward. Uh, at which point um, we put in a transfer request to to exercise the release clause. Yeah. Um, with the club, and then the communication between Ali and the club and the league started to go on. Um, and I'm kind of giving the run line, timeline of the story, but you can jump back in and, and ask us to clarify. And then, uh, sure, it just yeah. seems like you. Also, at the same time, it, it, it's proper to bring this up is this was the end of the the closing of the European transfer window as Correct. well Correct. which potentially provided yet another obstacle yeah and it, it was it was very important that we got in the transfer actually the it was exercising the release clause right to before that window closed um, so that was done in January like a quick reaction a quick pivot yes well, uh, yeah and technically yeah. I mean our read of yeah so just to take a, a, a little bit, of, you know, for me, as someone that's new to the club, it was really important that I, you know, scour as much video as possible mm -hmm. to try to get a good read and a good feeling of the player and and if he is, you know, would be the right designated player and, yep. um, you know, spend as much time as I could um, watching video. And, you know, um, we were all aligned um, in terms of um, this is a guy that could really um, fit into the culture and of our club as well as the locker room and could be a great addition to the organization. Um, at that point, we, you know, as Bill mentioned, um, you know, we, we gained some insight that, um, he had a release uh, clause in his contract. And um, while we felt that we could trigger that release at any point in time, um, he is the best player in Belgium. Uh, he's the captain of their team. Um, you know, a, a, first a place leader. Yeah. They're in first place. Um, uh, and the, um, you know, the, the, to, the quali qualifying into Champions League in that league is a little bit different after the regular season. And there's also playoffs. Those go all the way into May or June or May or so. Um, so we felt it would be important for us to exercise that release clause prior to the close of uh, the European transfer window, which is on January 31st. Obviously, if you lose a player, you want the ability to uh, replace your roster with a, a, an equivalent type of, uh, of player. So um, that took us to January 29th, yeah. January yeah. 30th. So th yeah. th this is interesting because obviously, Genk was in a position they didn't want to lose the player as well, but this is part of the business. This happens across the footballing world. So I'm, I'm guessing, I'm assuming that there was 
some reluctance in order to allow Pozuelo to go on their part, which was probably the next layer to the story. It was Once even the- yeah, it was more more elaborate than that. Um, you know, and I was I was going to follow up on yeah. what Ali said. You know, we uh, in doing our research, um, we got an unbelievable recommendation on Pozo from Victor Vasquez. And uh, I actually have it on my phone. <laughs> and, 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 you know, what he talked about is he said he's an amazing player. He's doing so well there. I think he's still under contract, he said. And then he said uh, he's a very nice guy. He's like me. He's very professional, lots of talent. He'll be great in the locker room. Um, you know, and, and then, you know, we spoke to Victor by phone. And then Laurent Gaillot, who, mm. who coaches in Belgium. Um, and again, he gave a fantastic, uh, he said he's one of the best players in Belgium. Uh, he will fit in perfectly with the way Greg wants to play. Um, he's very good combining with his teammates and, and you know, as a leader on the field. Um, and he said it, you know, it would help me if he's no longer in the Belgium league. You know, and it's uh, just a you know, little, uh, uh, you know, it's some inside um, that we were getting some references, and there was other people. But the connections those were, run deep. Those don't were they? two people close to our club that it was good. We were able to um, really have a much better feeling um, about the player. Um, but then, um, you know, we were led to believe that there was a release clause and it would be simple. Um, but what happened is there was a, a prior effort to um, get Pozo's transfer, which um, the player didn't want to go, and, and there was some type of understanding between either the player, the agent, and the club, and this is where I think it became a misunderstanding, um, that he wouldn't leave until the summer, and that's uh, what complicated matters for us. Um, and, and Ali, by this point, had been speaking with the club and, you know, trying to um, find some type of solution. So I, I think you were in Belgium three times. Yeah. So right? three different yeah, times. Yeah. He was there. Um, and it was it was not easy because you're you're speaking to the club, you're speaking to the players, representatives and trying to figure out what can work and the club was very adamant that they had an agreement that wasn't until the end of their season and the players saying well I didn't sign anything to that effect but there was clearly some gray and we had to get through that which complicated our timeline Um, and there was a point we kind of looked at each other and were like okay we have some other players on our list um, who we think we could acquire, but is this the guy? And everyone was like, this is the guy. Let's, let's double down our efforts. And so that's why Ali spent a lot of time in Belgium. Uh, their sporting director came over to visit you in New York, right? Yeah. You want to you kind of elaborate on that yeah. a little bit? So, I mean, obviously when you're going to sign a player uh, of this magnitude, you're going to do as much due diligence as possible, which is why um, Bill mentioned, you know, the Victor Vasquez task, or, uh, text and all the different phone calls of some of those close connections that we had. Um, you know, we do as much uh, due diligence with regard to social media and everything else just to really make sure that we saw him as a quality player in terms of the video and in person and, and all those types of things. We have written reports about him as a player scouting reports dating back to 20, 2014. And then the ideal scenario is before you sign a player, um, you know, you know, 
you want to have some connection. You you want to be able to look him in the eye. You want to be able to um, to to go into his environment to really understand if he's the right player for your club. Uh, so I was over there for you know on three different occasions. Uh, I think in the month of February, um, trying to find some answers to some of those different types of questions. And then all the different gray area that we talk about with regard to how do we maneuver so that we can get his priority within Major League Soccer. And then how do we execute a transfer um, with uh, with his club Genk. So there's these this type of gray area that um, and there and it's intense too because we mm. don't have a lot of time because our season's about to yeah, start. Right. You know, yeah. Champions League is in February, and you know the regular season starts March second. So. You know, there was a lot of challenges, and through that we had um, uh, lots of agents, lots of lawyers, um, <laughs> people on the on uh, at, within MLS in terms of the league office, and then you have the club as well. And so, and everyone is kind of pushing and involved, and they have their different interests, so to speak. So it was extremely uh, intense, complicated. And we wanted to get this deal done. Yeah. I mean, we had other targets and things like yeah. that that we were still, uh, you know, on a parallel track having conversations. Uh, because if you if you can't if right. it's not option A, then it has to be right. option B, then it has to be option C. But uh, it was a very uh, grueling um, uh, uh, deal. Which, but I would say when yeah. Dimitri when Dimitri came to New York, that oh, yeah. was the first sign. And, and Dimitri kind of is you back. Dimitri Dimitri's is, their sporting oh, director. Okay. Yeah. That was the first sign that we felt, hey, maybe they'll work with us, right? And because before that, it was, we'll see in court. And essentially- Was this mid-February, late February? This was early February, okay. right? Gosh, I feel like every day. It might day, have been, yeah, it was it might like have been one mid, big actually, day. No, it was, it actually, was, no, you're right. This was mid-February. Mid yeah, this was mid-February, because then I went out the following week. But you had a meeting with Dimitri in New York, which we were, Going into that meeting, we were like, okay, let's see. And we came out of that meeting saying we've gotten nowhere, yeah. basically. I, 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 right? Yeah, that was very optimistic in, in, in when they reached out to us and said, hey, let's, I think I was in LA, flew from LA um, to Toronto uh, on a yeah, Wednesday a night, and then I down. flew back. Uh, from Toronto to New York on Thursday. And on Wednesday night, Dimitri had texted me and said, hey, let's just meet and try to figure this thing out. Yeah. Um, and I said, okay, can you meet me in New York on Saturday? Um, and so I flew to New York, uh, he flew to New York, and we thought, okay, I think they want to play ball, and I think we can get something done. And so I met him, uh, I think on a Saturday at 2 o'clock um, uh, at the W uh, in Hoboken, New Jersey, and we met for for four hours from two to six and, and I got out of the out of the meeting and I called Bill and I said I don't think we got anywhere you know it was just it was it was, it was one of those things where yeah. they maintained their position yeah. um, which was they didn't want to let him go uh, until uh, uh, you know a, after their season uh, after right? their complete, after their playoffs, playoffs which would yeah. which would have meant a summer Take us into, yes. exactly yes. Um, and we maintain our position that we want him now um, we've got Champions League. We want to get this thing going. Uh, we want to integrate him into our team preseason, those types of things. And our um, legal position is that he has a valid release clause right. uh, in his contract. So it was, it, you know, it's one of those things where, you know, literally two people are having conversation for four hours and we didn't get anywhere. Yeah. It was still um, it was still very complicated. So I went back to my house um, after I'd spoken to Bill. I went back to my house and I thought about it for a little bit. And then I think the next day I said, I called Bill and I said, I think um, 
I think I got to go back to yeah. I got to go back to Belgium. Yeah, I'll um, back, yeah. And so um, I think that may have been the, that was probably then the sec, the third trip um, that I was going to go back to Belgium was was so was then. so clearly there there was times that you're doubting whether this is going to be able to be pushed through or whether a compromise is going to be made. How did that breakthrough come about? Was there a was moment? Was Peter there a Cronin. time? So right? yeah, yeah, so it was Peter I, Cronin, their, their their president, their chairman. Yeah, there was. So we, um, you know, it had been me and 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 I had spoken briefly to Peter early on in the negotiations, and then it was mainly their sporting director that I was dealing with, and you know the meeting, you know, all the different trips to Belgium, the meeting in New York, and then it was kind of just a, you know, one of those moments where you're like, you know what, um, I think we need to show some faith or show some goodwill, uh, uh, you know, on behalf of Toronto FC, and we collectively, we've got to go over to Belgium mm -hmm. uh, and meet with these guys, um, you know, their brass face to face and try to hammer out a deal. And that's when I called Bill. Yeah. I was in New York, um, Bill, you, either in I think I think I was LA, LA or I think Toronto. I was still with the camp, yeah. and then I came back. And I said, yeah, yeah that's right. And I said, yeah. listen, Bill, I think, I think I need to go to Belgium, and I think you need to go to Belgium <laughs> as well. Go, yeah. so, <laughs> um, so we organized a meeting, um, I think, in, in, in the hotel that's connected to uh, the Brussels airport. Uh, and, and, and I flew over, I think, a day or so before, and I met with um, their sporting director, I think, on a Tuesday. Um, and he and I met for a couple hours. Uh, and then the next day, which was Wednesday, literally Bill took a flight, yeah, flew crazy. into into <laughs> Brussels. I think you went into a room, took a shower, hour, put a suit yeah, on, yeah. and then we met in in in, in the airport, yeah. essentially hotel. At airport hotel. Yeah. And they, it was their president, their sporting director, our president, Bill, and myself, yeah. and we tried to hammer something yeah. out. And that was, yeah. I don't know if you've got a perspective on that. Yeah, as well, no, you know. I, I think... <clears throat> I think at the end of the day, when I look back, everyone had wanted to avoid going legal. Sure. Um, even even Genk, and they they were prepared to go to arbitration, but I think that was at a, as a last resort. And obviously, the player had let his feelings know, and 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 it created some turmoil for their club. And so I think Genk said, because Peter, I do believe Peter went into the meeting saying. He's willing to work something out, not under the terms of the current release, though. And we had done a bunch of financial modeling, actually, you know, back here on the ground in Toronto about because we were still having our Josie discussions at that time and how that was going to play out and then what it would take to get Pasuelo and how would that affect the third DP as we go forward. Um, so this was very, very well thought out. But when I when Ali said, I think you need to come, I was like, my intention was to go and get a deal done. And I thought we had done all the financial modeling that we felt comfortable. We had had our board was apprised of where we were at, Larry Tannenbaum. And when we went there, um, I think they wanted to see us up the ante, which we did. And, 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 and we made a, a further financial effort to get him. What we did make it known, and we had make a decision, and this is always very difficult um, we had made a decision that if we couldn't get him till the summer, we were going to walk. We were going to go in another direction uh, with another player. As much as that would have pained us, we had to make that. It was actually the only way we got this deal done is they knew we were going to walk. How close were you to walking? Um, it, it all really depends on them, right? Because right. Had, had they come back and asked for 
more more than we were willing to give or said, you know, absolutely not, we won't give them to the summer, we would have walked. And, and so we made that apparent. And I felt, um, and I think, you know, Peter and I had a, had a kind of a, a good connection. I think Ali and Dimitri had a good connection. So I think it was a good connection. We understood mm -hmm. and respected. I think that was the key word. We respected each other's positions. And, you know, Ali and I didn't walk in there saying, you know, he's our player now. He has a really, you know, we understood. They were in a very, you know, tough situation in the middle of the season, fighting for what potentially could be, you know, Champions League and so on. And, and, and they understood our position. We didn't want to wait till the summer. And so we did up the ante. Um, and then we came back. And then literally that week yeah. was... Peter and Ali and myself exchanged a few emails and, and some phone calls. We got on the phone, on yeah. phone a couple of times. And Peter's a good negotiator. And uh, he, um, he was able to clarify some, some additional financial objectives that, that, that was very important to him and his board. And then also the, the timeline, right? Uh, they, we could tell they, I think the deal breaker for them was if he didn't finish their season. And the deal breaker for us was if we had to wait till after the playoffs. So we were able to agree that we would wait till March 18th and at a certain financial capacity. And the one thing that was very important to them, and I applaud them for this, um, and by this time, we were given permission to speak to the player and so on. And Ali has developed a, a great relationship with him, is he was having a tough time, I think, mentally being in the situation he was in, and it yeah. was showing on the field um, his last couple of games that he had played during this, you know, drawn-out affair. And Peter's point was, I need to get his head on right, and I need to get him in a good place if we're going to do this deal. If he carries on and, and isn't the same player, it's not going to help us at all. Um, so we need your help. And Ali had a great conversation with, with Pozo and said, look, we think we're going to get this deal done. Peter is uh, um, respectable of our position as being a gentleman, but you got to give everything you have, and and you got to go help them win. And I think when we got to that stage, yeah. um, the feedback we got from Dimitri and, and from Peter was, "Hey, we saw a new Pozo at practice today," and and uh, um, I think they were pleased that we worked with them. And and at the end of the day. It was, it was frankly about collaborating, it was about respecting them and their club and where they were. And then I think they also um, you know, said, hey, he's worth a little more to us financially and, and we were able to meet that. And at the end of the day, I don't think, obviously we would have preferred to have him for training camp and on February 1st, right? right? That, that he would have been our player. And, and for them, they absolutely didn't want to give him up till the end, until you know, till after their playoffs. But at the end of the day, I think we could all walk away saying we felt good about the interactions. I mean, you know, Peter and I are going to have dinner when he's in Toronto um, late summer, and, and, and this is probably a club we'll work with again in the future. And, and Interesting. I think after all that work. After all that work, there, there's, a, I would say, kind of a, a, a newfound respect for, for Toronto FC, for us now with Peter and with Dimitri. Um, and I think that was important. It was important that we maintained our respect level for them but also stuck to our guns that 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 
you know, we had to have this player, um, uh, you know, at least he only missed a couple of games for us. Obviously, CONCACAF, but he'll only have missed really two regular season games. Yes. And so that was important. That was really important for us because how you're judged over the next 10, 15 years, we're going to work with these guys again at some point, I guarantee. And, and that's really important. So I had someone in this building tell me that they wouldn't believe the signing became official or it was really happening until we saw Alejandro Pozuelo <laughs> within the walls here at the BMO training ground. How did both of you find out that this was green lighted that it was going forward that it was officially officially official well, was an email, and what was right? your reaction at that I time? think it was a final email from from peter yeah, yeah i mean but even even when we got the final email from their president uh peter uh, there still was some hurdles i mean we oh, still needed to, to look yeah we still we still needed <laughs> to work with um you've got to come to terms with the player and, and, and on a player contract and, and all these types of things and and so we still were working with call it a london-based um, uh, uh, attorney, as well as a Brussels-based attorney, as well as uh, you know a, a number of different agents to still try to maneuver to try to get this this deal done. And then there's always little things, even in uh, even though we were agreed in principle with Genk, um, you know it, it's that's that's an email. It's not a contract. Sure. And so um, there are March all these 2nd. other yeah. There's all these March second. March second. There's when all the email uh, came in and said deal. There's all these other little things that 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 you need to do. And then you know well no it so couldn't it took have been March second. I just looked. No, it couldn't have been March second. It was earlier. And I'll tell you, I'll tell you <laughs> it had it had to have been earlier because um, there's no. Well, I think we had. Be, and I'll, and I'll oh, no, you're right. For those listening right exactly. now, Bill is actually off mic no. checking at his so, computer as so, we speak. This no, is it, February it, 25th. Yeah, it had to be. It was because, February 25th, yeah. and then actually, Peter, a week later, we'd, we'd, we'd email, he's coming to Toronto, and so we're going to get dinner. That's okay. the email. So it's February yeah. 25th. Okay. The reason why was the, the, we agreed. The, and the reason why I know that is because, to Bill's point, you know, I think that, um, I think, you know, there was a lot of people that were involved. Um, working really hard to get the deal done on all sides, and um, you know, I think at you know, in, in from the start, Genk would have he's their captain, you know, sure. want, yeah. you know, uh, and they, they but they agreed to to, to transfer him, um, but there's still good relationships in terms of the way in which we went about. Um, the business of acquiring uh, Alejandro and you know even you know the as difficult as it was to deal with um, or challenging as it was to deal with the agents and then also the player's lawyer and things like that you know once everything kind of uh, you know finished I think I was in the airport in Toronto um, and you know even you know the lawyers and the agents we all said hey you know they're pats on the back so to speak yeah. and um, you know, it was a good, it was a hard deal, but it was, uh, we saw each hard, other. Yeah. Was there a but hug? There was was there a high five? No, a no. Cheers? Emojis. Emojis. <laughs> <Yeah>. Emojis. <laughs> but you're saying, you know, it, it literally, cause it was, it was really about a 30 day. It was, it was about a month trek. Yeah. Ups, downs, roadblocks that sometimes unexpected. And, and, and then you have to kind of gauge, okay, are they really willing to go to court? Are they willing to go to arbitration? And they, they didn't want to, but we didn't either. Right. Because that would have, maybe drawn it out even longer and then how what we kept having to test ourselves was how far are we willing to go and and you know we kind of went back and forth in that too do you wait till the summer you know of course because we all really believe this is a player that could be very very good in this league and we weren't and that's uh, that exasperated that timeline too because we did we put pressure and 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 
uh, pressure on ourselves to to get the deal done. That's why Ali spent, I think, overall, you probably spent 10 days in Belgium. I, I think I spent more than that. I mean, I, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I, you might have honorary yeah, citizenship. Probably, yeah, yeah. I was yes. looking at real estate. and <laughs> <laughs> It's not cheap. Um, yeah, it's, it, was, it was just a really... I mean, it was just a really hard deal. Sometimes things are a marathon. And usually what I would say is, you know, signing a designated player or, you know, um, you're usually doing a negotiation as between club and player, and it's going to take you at least six to 12 months. I think the fact that we were able to acquire a designated player of his caliber um, within a, a, a really a 28 day um, time span is incredible. It's, it's, un, it's not, it's, it's unheard of. Mm. And um, I think it's a, a, it's a testament also to the commitment that we have from ownership and, and, and Larry yeah. um, in terms of uh, the resources that they're able to yeah. uh, provide for us and then all the good work um, of people within the club. So, and, the, and the autonomy they give us. Yeah, I mean, I exactly. was, you right. know, on the spot, I was able to make a significant financial decision um, on the spot. And, and that's the autonomy they give us. Um, but within that, you know, those weeks leading up to that, we had worked various financial models. So I kind of knew, hey, here's where I can go. Here's the effect that that will have on our, on our spending. And, 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 so, and everyone was comfortable with it. And the one thing, you know, I believe that, that our board of directors, um, they want to win. And, and I think at the end of the day, you know, I got a couple of calls from people. It's, it's, you got the deal done. You did what you need to do to get the deal done. And, and that is, is how I feel. And you see it with the Leafs and the Raptors, you know, the support that we get to get the deal done is, is, you know, rivaled not by many in our league, you know, that, uh, that was to make the decisions we made in Belgium on the spot, um, financially were, uh, we're big to getting this deal done. Uh, just within in the remaining time we have, and you two are still very busy men, as you're living and breathing this over the course of the 30, 35 days, obviously the supporters are going through it as well. There's all kinds of speculation <laughs> that's out there. There's all kinds of lines of conversation, which may be on point, some yep. of it irrational. Is there anything that was out there that you were presented with or you read or heard that was just completely off base that kind of needs to be clarified now, just in terms of whether it's numbers, and, well, I mean, in terms some, of process, some, in terms of anything like some, that. Some the fact the, that you guys yeah. arm wrestled over the contract. Oh, <laughs> some of the like players that. that get associated with coming to Toronto FC sometimes, though, is mind boggling to us. Because yeah. you know, you'll see a, a, you know, someone will text you, oh, you're getting so into and I'll text Ali. I'm like, because you know, we're pretty, you know, communicate, like we kind of know who we're talking to, who, you know, and, and are we talking to this guy? And Ollie's like, I don't think we are. <laughs> you know, is, is it anybody's yeah. Jack talking to it? You know, and and you just sometimes and, and it's weird. And I think it's because we've 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 become Toronto FC has become one of those clubs that went out and we invested um, heavily in, in in some key players, and so I think agents will use us to try to draw attention to their players. And, and so there were some guys that were associated with Toronto FC during this 30-day period that absolutely we did not have any discussion or any, you know, um, 
know, even thought process about. So it's interesting how we get utilized sometimes within this world of soccer to drive attention to certain players. Right. And the one thing I would say is that was um, was really clear, you know, having spent two to three weeks in, in Belgium was, you know, even, you know, during the times that I wasn't in communication with Gank or with, um, you know, all the different agents and lawyers and things like that, or the folks back here in Toronto, um, you know, I had a, a number of different meetings with with agents of other players, oh, yeah. Um, yeah. you know, when uh, when I was in, in Brussels and meeting with you know the biggest agents in in Germany and in Belgium and some of the other European countries, and everyone had a real fondness for uh, the city of Toronto uh, in terms of uh, Toronto being a great place to live and how um, uh, that's very attractive to to players and and coaches and and everyone and um, people know Toronto FC. So um, that was really comforting and exciting to to hear and to listen to uh, when I was having some of these meetings. The, the one yeah. thing that came to me over the process, you hear a lot of things from fans. And one thing was that, is this club going to spend? Um, I think both from a financial perspective as well as the blood, sweat, and tears to get a deal done like this. And this process, for me, just hearing how this is played out you know, with you guys right here, it shows me that that absolutely is not the case, that this club is not spending, <laughs> isn't committed to continuing to put a top-class team on the field year in, year out. Yeah, I, I mean, the one thing that, that we, and, and I purposely try not to, I don't get caught up in a lot of the drama, especially during those 30 days. We had to be resolute, you know, would we have liked to have gotten it done sooner? Of course, right? And and there's, there's kind of a... a a push that that they don't know what they're doing they don't have anything going on and and we knew what we were doing it was just that these things take time and we had to respect the club mm -hmm. uh genk and i also wanted to make sure that ollie and i did it in such a way that we can continue to have dealings with clubs in europe and clubs abroad and and in belgium and and I think for me, that was the, the, the nicest thing at the end of the day was I think we built a relationship with that club. I think we built relationships with agents now over there. Um, and the good thing is, is our club has now become a bit of a player on the world stage because we've had a number of players come here that have had good experiences. And I think how we've handled those transactions, even Andrea D'Amico, is is hosting me in Italy in three weeks, and that's how we handled that. And even though it was a little, you know, iffy with 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 how Sebastian left in terms of of him being upset, the relationship with his agent is still strong, and 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 that was important. So I I, I do think at the end of the day, how we handled this, um, obviously would like it to get sooner. I think you know. Two, three years from now, when people look back, I do think Pozo's going to be one of the best players this league has seen. Well, for a type of deal that doesn't get done, for it to be done so quickly. Yeah. And, and, and look, I, th I think at the end of the day, how the player performs right. and, and his effect on Toronto FC will, will impact you know, whether the deal was worth it or not. And, and that's why you do these type deals. And, and we all, that was one of these things, we were all very aligned, and this is a guy who's gonna be really good for us. In the prime of his career, he's still 27 years old. That was, that was another big thing for us, and as we looked, how often do you get a player who's in the prime of his career playing you know, the best soccer he's played, and he has a release clause, mm. right? Yeah. Because we would, we would have had to wait till the summer in a number of cases for very good players, um, you know, 
because we'd missed that transfer window. So the, the transfer window is very complex. The fact that it you're is. able to see this one yeah. through has to give you confidence that in future dealings, you're prepared for anything that's thrown your yeah, way. Yeah, and we still could have gotten a player on transfer because ours was still open, but the challenge Gencat is they couldn't replace exactly Pozo, right and so you're going to run into that that elsewhere and and uh you know at the end of the day it was uh it was a a, a long hard month um but we're very, we're actually very excited now you know he plays this weekend and then he's going to join us next week um and and you know you know he should be in the 18 and 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 he'll be training with the team the week leading to the NYC game and and you know he has come off a full season so we just got, and Genk has been great. Genk gave us all his loads um, for training in the games and so on. So we're now plugging that into our computer so we can judge where he's at physically. Um, so during the season, we'll know when to back him off um, because, you know, obviously we want him at his best in September and October. So Jim Listen said Genk has been great. They've given us all the information we need for him. And so... I, I, that's the one thing I'm very proud of Ali and, and how we handled ourselves as a club and the guys at MLS. I mean, Lino and Jeremy and Todd at the league office were fantastic in helping us get the deal done as opposed to preventing us from getting the deal Friday done. Friday night, March 29th against New York City FC at BMO Field. I'm going to look out for both of you. You'll probably have a smile on your face that this venture has really turned into a reality. This Putzuelo project is going to be something very special to watch going forward. And the behind the scenes nature of it is something that I'm sure neither of you will ever forget. No, no, it was uh, hopefully it turns <laughs> no. out the way we want. Right? Yeah, no, I mean, I think we think that he's, you know, he's going to fit well within the, the locker room and he's the type of player and personality that the supporters uh, can love and, and really be proud of. Good so, age, yeah. good player, good pedigree, yeah. Yeah. all the ticks, all the boxes. Uh, just before I let you both run, obviously the work isn't done. I came into your office today. Both of you are still right at it. Yeah. Uh, there's still moves to be made. Is, is this just the nature of doing business that things take time? Because and naturally fans are going to be impatient. They always yeah, want course. everything now. And yeah. I guess that's part of the, you know, it's a job requirement yeah. to approach these things with all kinds of patience. Yeah. Look, a lot of times, you know, when the general public hears about a deal, um, there has been, you know, like sometimes six months to a year of work that went into getting that deal done. And so even with our TAM players, um, you, you sometimes hit some roadblocks and you also sometimes in some cases we, we really especially this year are, are doubling down on our efforts to get background checks and research and, and references and, and sometimes you sour a little bit mm. on, on certain paths that you go and so we um, you know we have some guys that are targeted right now and and you you work hard to get get the deals done what what ollie and i stand you don't want to do a bad deal though you don't want to overspend on a player you don't want to um get a player who won't fit and so we'd rather make the right long-term decision um for the club especially when you're going to spend tam money or dp money right and so you know ollie's in it and then i i'm always texting him i'm like hey where are we at on this yeah. where are we at on that um but uh it's it, it is it, it is complex. It's it's not easy, and I think we um, we've shown though as a club that that we're able to work with other clubs around the world to get deals done, and and that's been very important to me on how our club um, 
is perceived and 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 you know ollie handles himself like tim did in first class manner so so that's important we're looking forward to seeing how this plays out we, we could make this into a major motion film like draft day <laughs> toronto fc but it could be transfer day who would you want to play you in a motion picture bill oh god who's the guy ollie, uh, no you want to play yourself I, yeah, no, no? I, I don't want to do this again <laughs> yeah. like, so i can't really yeah we leave, we leave so. it at that right yeah. Yeah. uh great stuff gentlemen congratulations uh, this is enlightening. I think that the fans will learn something from this and appreciate the work that needs to be done and the commitment of this club to bringing top-class players here to Toronto. So I congratulate you. We'll see how all this plays out yeah. in the coming weeks, months, yes. and years. And uh, all the best. Thank you so much for doing this. Thanks, Gareth. Thank you. This might be our best Come On You Reds podcast ah, of all time. Beautiful. We think we maybe replaced <laughs> Terry Dunfield. Terry, we're coming after you. Uh, thanks to Bill Manning. Thanks to Ollie Curtis. And thank you for you. Uh, thank you for tuning in. I am Gareth Wheeler, and this has been Come On You Reds.